The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today we're going to discuss how B2B marketing has evolved this century. Joining us is Nelson Bruton, who is the president of Interchanges, which is a 19-year-old digital marketing agency that specializes in lead generation for B2B companies. And today Nelson and I are going to talk about his experience and how B2B has changed in terms of lead gen over the last two decades. All right, here's my conversation with Nelson Bruton, president of Interchanges. Nelson, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Excited to have you. Excited to have a vet of B2B marketing on our podcast. You've been doing this for a little while. So first and foremost, tell us a little bit about Interchanges and what's your company do? So we, uh, as you mentioned, we have been doing this for about 19 years. Interestingly, we didn't start out full on B2B. We started out as just a web design company. Long story made short, we realized that it takes more than just a website to help a business achieve results. So we started the stack, right? Search engine optimization, pay-per-click, email marketing, live chat, then content strategy, and then social media came in. So we kind of rode that wave over the past 19 years. And we realized probably about 10 or 11 years ago that B2B is kind of the space we wanted to play because ROI is typically much easier to show in a B2B environment than in a B2C or consumer-facing environment. So I'm interested in hearing your perspective on the evolution of, of marketing and B2B over the last 20 years. You've been running this business for close to 20 years now. I think of the life cycle of a job being generally four years. That's kind of the evolution. And maybe it's just you go through high school, it's four years, college, four years, unless you drink too much or become a doctor. <laughs> generally, what you're doing changes every four years. You know, Have you found that been the case working on the same company for that long? Actually, it's a good question and good observation. It absolutely has. I guess about three or four years after I started at the company, we realized that, you know, we had this partner program of everything I just mentioned to you. We'd build the website, we'd have a retainer for SEO, pay-per-click, email marketing, and consulting alongside of that. And we were getting a nice retainer for those services, you know, our partner program, as we called it. About four years of doing that, everybody else kind of started offering something very similar. So the market got competitive in that space. And Everybody was kind of offering very similar services. So then social media came along, right? That added a whole new dynamic to the partner program. 
And we had to evolve then and say, okay, how do we want to be involved with social media? How do we want to inject social media strategies into the partner program? And how much time is it going to take to do it? Are we going to be able to do it correctly? And is it going to produce an ROI for us and for the customer? So social media created some challenges. So it's interesting that you walk through, you know, initially in the early 2000s, the goal was, hey, you need to move your business online. When you started working, you mentioned you weren't specifically focused on B2B customers, but I'm assuming you had some in the early days. What were some of the challenges that the B2B marketers were facing? You know, they needed a web presence. What was the genesis of their looking to move to digital marketing? So a couple of things I'll say here, and this is going to tie to a couple of different conversation topics, but slow to respond, slow to react. B2B, and by the nature of the companies we work with, more industrial, the relationship companies, right? That's the whole thing. They were relationship businesses. They had their distributors. They had their sales force, their regional sales reps. It was all about the relationship. So there was a big reluctance to move to this thing called online. Our business isn't digital. We don't do business online. We can't sell our products online. And so B2B has been traditionally very, very slow to adopt. Even today, a lot of B2B companies I talk to are still very, very far behind the curve when it comes to online marketing. But what kind of got us through it is my relentlessness and continuing to show them and, you know, case studies and results from our other customers. I worked for a sports marketing agency in the early 2000s. Company had gigantic clients, Pepsi, Walmart, Sirius Satellite Radio in the early days, Mm -hmm. big company and a very successful sports marketing agencies. And they absolutely refused to have a website because they always said that they wanted the focus of their work to be on the customers, not them. I think maybe they have a website right now and it's probably just a one pager. So you talked about, look, the B2B market has traditionally been slow to evolve in terms of their digital presence, as opposed to e-commerce business and direct-to-consumer businesses, which have to be more digitally focused and also generally lower price points and shorter time to sell. As you've seen B2B businesses understand not only do they need a digital presence, but they've evolved their marketing strategies. You already talked a little bit about, well, all right, we did SEO, we did PPC, social media came along. Talk to me about the evolution of those channels. Just walk me through the timeline of when they became valuable and important to B2B businesses. Sure. And I think the fundamental of all marketing is people buy from people. So the fundamentals of business haven't changed for these B2B organizations. What has continued to evolve is how the people connect, how your prospects find you, how they research you. And so showing up on the first page of Google has been and still is very, very important organically and through paid channels. And then social media, if your audience is there, then certainly it's important to participate in social media. And so it's a matter of making sure I think, you know, what we've coached our clients over the years when we kind of went through our try to be everything to everybody, digital marketing agency. The ATM phase, anything for money. Anything for money, right? Yes, we can do that. Yes, we can do that. This is new. We'll try it, you know? And we found out that, look, let's do one, let's perfect it. Let's make sure it's producing results. And then let's add these other strategies and test. And if it works, let's continue to do it. If it doesn't produce results, we can tweak and test and then we can back out of it. But marketing is testing is the attitude that we took across all of these evolving channels. So I understand creating content has evolved. Originally, you started off with SEO, and you mentioned Google AdWords is there as well. It's kind of a self-selecting channel. Um, Social media seems like a different beast. 
that is about discovery. It's where you're interjecting your business into somebody's experience while they are essentially wasting time browsing the internet. Maybe, you know, LinkedIn, Quora, you can argue, are more professionally focused, but most of the time people are just burning the hours on social media. Why does social media work well for B2B? So LinkedIn is the primary area we focus for our customers. We have a really unique solution where we reach out to Because with Sales Navigator, which is a product of LinkedIn, we can identify very specific target audiences for niche companies. If that audience is on there, if there's 3,000, 5,000 people who match the ideal prospect for our customers, then we can do an outreach program on LinkedIn to help set about two to 10 appointments each week. So LinkedIn is the social media play for B2B because that's where the professional has a profile. And they're typically not just perusing LinkedIn it's more of a messaging platform to communicate with those professionals. So LinkedIn is where I would say the social media play is for most B2B organizations. LinkedIn, obviously a very powerful platform. It's interesting that you call it a messaging platform. You know, I get tons of, let's call it B2B spam. Most of it is, hey, we can do SEO for you. Or do you want to do lead gen and email outreach as a podcaster? I get the, we can promote your podcasts. We also have a content strategy here for the MarTech podcast to engage with people. And then we talk about our content and our guests and and try to make relevant content. How much do you think about social media being a content channel? Well, I think the most effective social media, if a company can put the time and effort and subject matter experts to work, then content creation and building out that content engine and the ability to have that back and forth communication is absolutely key from a social media, what we call social media management. Social media management in our definition is creating content, getting the engagement from the content, and then participating in those discussions. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. 
Talk to me about how important you think having a large social media presence is. One of the things that I noticed when you submitted your application, you've got about 8,000 followers on LinkedIn. We're kind of both in the same ballpark in terms of the number of following. I run a content business. It makes sense for people to follow me to engage with the content that I'm promoting on LinkedIn because they just want to see the episode titles. They you know, are interested in MarTech and, and hopefully the content we produce here. You're in a different game. You're doing a, an agency type model and you have a large following. Talk to me about cultivating that following and how has it helped you in your B2B marketing efforts? I am still in cultivation mode. I want to hit 10,000 as a goal. Once I hit 10,000, it's estimated that about 65% of those 10,000 are going to be the ideal people based on some marketing that we've been doing. We've been taking our own outreach medicine. So I'm reaching out to very specific targeted audiences right now. And I have been for the past two years. Once I hit 10,000 connections, those are organic connections, then begins my content strategy to really educate. Okay. So the goal for you using LinkedIn is not only a messaging platform that sort of, for lack of a better term, direct message spam, but it's also producing content and building an audience so you can start to engage with them, influence, do some education why is that a powerful tool? And is that something that has changed since you started working? You know, obviously social media wasn't around when you started the agency or it was a different format. I don't think you were doing much marketing on Friendster yeah. and to where we stand today. Believe it or not, the next iteration of social media, MySpace, we did, that's what kind of when we started our MySpace marketing strategies is when MySpace was cool. And actually I met my wife on MySpace. So I love MySpace. <laughs> oh, MySpace. Yeah. I, I somehow turned my cursor into a banana. So whenever anybody would click on my profile, they would see a big yellow piece of fruit. Yeah. Do you remember your MySpace profile song? <laughs> uh, I actually had a separate MySpace profile under a different name for the music that I was recording at the time. Interesting. And so I think the MySpace song that I had was like an intro to one of my songs. Very cool. Yeah. So the whole social media thing to answer your question for an agency, it's a lot different because there's so much noise out there for marketers. You have to really know what you're talking about. You have to provide extremely good content. I mean, like you guys, I've seen the way you've produced, I've watched parts of your episodes and it's just a different level of content that you have to put out there to stand out from the crowd as a marketer. So with other niche businesses, other B2B organizations, where there's not everybody trying to even do social media yet, not to mention doing it correctly, that's where I think the opportunity lies still for B2B organizations when it comes to content. All right. So there's an opportunity for you to find your customers in social media. And honestly, we've tested social media that are not the traditional B2B platforms moving beyond LinkedIn. And I've heard other B2B businesses are starting to reach out on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, other channels, because it doesn't really matter where the person is consuming the media. What matters is that you understand who you're trying to reach out to. And so those B2B ads might be more cost effective on Facebook, even though they're not sitting at their desk consuming the media. Talk to me about the next evolution of B2B marketing. When you move beyond, all right, we've got our LinkedIn outreach strategy now we talk about, you know, what's happening today with, let's call it more data-driven marketing, where marketers are starting to be a little bit more sophisticated about the who, where, when, what, and why that they're delivering. What stands out today when you go beyond just social media advertising? And what are some of the channels that you've seen evolve in B2B marketing? Yeah, I think the word that popped into my head when you're asking this, the, the next evolution of B2B marketing is refinement, because there's not really any new platforms or new channels 
I think everybody's been experimenting with a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I think people are going to get to a point and they're going to get a lot more pragmatic about, okay, you know what? We're doing all these different things. We need to evaluate what we're spending, both from a budgetary standpoint and from a time standpoint, what's producing the results are most impactful to our sales teams or to our distributors. Yeah, it's interesting that you call it refinement. And I think a lot of this is ABM has become a popular set of technologies that people are using, a little bit of a buzzword as well, right? You get some vaporware around ABM. Really what ABM is, is understanding who your target is and created more specific messaging and marketing platforms for the most valuable leads, prospects, potential customers. How do you think about ABM, email marketing, making sure that you are more targeting? What's the secret sauce there today? I think that there's a big challenge that exists in the space right now in the B2B marketplace. Interestingly enough, to the fault of the software companies, the Pardots, the HubSpots, all of these varying levels of expense, marketing automation and email marketing software that are out there, they're getting sold to these businesses as this amazing software. And they are amazing if the business is prepared has the content and the planning done. Otherwise, they're paying for the software for six months before they can even launch their first campaign. And then they realize how hard it is to actually develop the content and think through all the pages that need to be developed, all the infrastructure around actually getting value from the Pardot, from the Microsoft Dynamics marketing automation platform. But anyway, the software isn't the solution. And I've talked to so many businesses over the years that bought into these softwares, the less expensive ones all the way up to the most expensive ones. And they get frustrated because they haven't used them and they've had them for six months and then they either cancel or they talk bad about it because they didn't have the strategy to go with it. So I think part of the refinement is the hard learnings, the hard lessons of, okay, you got to really plan before you embark on any marketing strategy and think through what are you trying to achieve? How much work is it going to take? How much is it going to cost? All of those, what should be common sense analysis questions are going to be more apparent for that refinement. It's interesting that your answer is essentially a MarTech answer is that there have been an explosion of the number of companies, whether it be point solutions or platforms like the ones that you've mentioned, I need a email marketing software and a CDP and a CRM and a ABM platform. Like there's a million different pieces of software that you can integrate. Platform or point solutions doesn't matter. What really matters is what you're trying to accomplish and how many resources they're going to take to drive an effective ROI. So when you start thinking about what is driving ROI today, understanding that, you know, you can't get in over your skis with building out your technology stack. What are some of the most fundamental, basic blocking and tackling things that B2B businesses need that drive the highest ROI? So fundamentals of driving ROI in a B2B, I think you got to make sure that if people are looking for you online, you have to show up on the first page of Google. That's an absolute fundamental organically and through paid search. I think that you have to do the LinkedIn outreach to your target customer. You know what I mean? If you have value to communicate, make sure you have some kind of program to reach out to the people that you know are a perfect fit for your company on LinkedIn. And don't do it in a spammy way. Just build that audience and start sharing value and start sharing customer success stories that will relate to that audience. So I think the outreach part is important, making sure you show up when people are looking for you. And then, of course, to track everything, and that's the most important, you got to inspect what you expect. I think having a good CRM system in place to be able to make sure you know where your opportunities are coming from, how long your sales cycle on average is, and which channels are producing sales opportunities that actually turn into revenue. 
I love the inspect what you expect. Yeah. Great tagline. So, all right, you got your top of funnel fillers. You got to be on Google. You need to reach out on LinkedIn. That's where the B2B customers are, where they're looking for B2B related information. Got to be able to capture the data. You have your CRM. The piece that's surprising to me that's missing here is you didn't mention anything about communications, about, you know, hey, I need my Marketo, my email triggers, my outreach platform. In terms of having the conversations with the customers, where are you seeing the highest ROI these days? LinkedIn, by far, we're getting higher response rates than email. Now, email can work very, very well if you have your lists already very well segmented based on their motivations based on if they're an existing customer and you're trying to get repeat business. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into making an email campaign work, but buying a list and sending out blast emails does not work. It works worse now than it ever has in the history of marketing because people are bombarded with emails. So communication is critical. And I think one of the biggest opportunities for communication in B2B, if you think about it, it's such a simple concept. You have tens of thousands of people going to your website as a B2B enterprise. Very, very few B2B organizations are communicating with their visitors while they're on the website. And so a live chat solution, and we offer a 24-7 dedicated human live chat, that live chat communicating with your visitors while they're on your website, no matter how they got there, from Google, from LinkedIn, from an email campaign, that communication at that point when they're on the website can drive significant ROI. Interesting. Yeah, it makes sense that your communication platform needs to be instantaneous and that B2B chat would work. I'm not going to table the conversation for now. We're going to come back and talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Nelson Bruton, president of Interchanges, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Nelson and I are going to discuss the benefits of 24-7 chat for B2B businesses. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Nelson, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Wakezilla, W-A-K-E-Z-I-L-L-A, or you can visit his company's website, which is interchanges.com, I-N-T-E-R-C-H-A-N-G-E-S.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletters and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.